As San Diegans begin to get used to the new normal, San Diego Unified School District has released its plan to begin remote instruction of students in late April. Both parents' and students' lives have been upended during the pandemic, but Unified's plan both ensures access for students without hardware and wireless. As one of the largest school districts in the state, it also sets a precedent for other districts. Today is Wednesday, March 25th. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Kristen Takeda, you're the education reporter for the Union Tribune, and we have some big news about how San Diego Unified is planning on continuing instruction amid the coronavirus outbreak. What's the news? Yeah, so basically the district announced like an actual timeline for when they will go back to formal instruction and grading. And so um, the plan is basically after spring, they come back from spring break on April 6th, they will spend three weeks training their teachers to do online instruction and pass out laptops and Wi-Fi devices to students who need them. And then after those three weeks on April 27th, then they're going to finally officially switch back to grading and uh, formal instruction that will like count for, for a grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it's kind of, um, important to have that timeline because up till now, uh, many districts, including San Diego Unified have just been giving out, um, enrichment resources to students and they're all optional. So a lot of students and parents were wondering, well, when, um, when is, uh, when our course is going to be finished, how will high school seniors graduate, if we're not requiring work of them. So this is um, a definite uh, a, t- a definite timeline that the district is giving for when they're going to go back to that. And the district is trying to tell families that, um, yes, we will, like you can be assured that you will complete the year, mm-hmm. um, especially seniors. Yeah, this is certainly a difficult time for both students and parents. So it's safe to say that right now there's basically no learning going on per se? Well, there is some learning, but it's really, it's, it's kind of hodgepodge of, across the county and in general, because it's for a lot of districts, it's left up to the teachers to decide if they individually want to reach out to their students and provide learning for them. Or, or some teachers have been doing like um, Zoom or Google, um, like hangouts with their students and teaching them that way. But it's all kind of a, a lot of it's kind of voluntary and it depends on whether the students are um, responding and being proactive themselves in terms of responding to the teachers if the teachers are reaching out. And it also depends on whether the students have access to computers or Internet or um, because not all students do. And so that's one big worry that a lot of school districts have been having is, you know, how do we make sure that learning is happening for kids who don't have access? And so that's one reason why it's been taking a while or it's been taking time for schools to come up with a definitive plan. And first, what have you been hearing from parents about having, you know, to, in an odd sense, homeschool their students just kind of on no notice? How are they coping with that? Um, I didn't, I talked to some parents about what their experience has been like, and a lot of them said they're really overwhelmed. I mean, it's overwhelming for all of us what we're going through right now, but for parents who have to now juggle 
a lot of them are still working from home, but at the same time at home, they're also watching their kids now that they're not at school anymore and they're not going out. And some for, especially for maybe younger kids who need more intensive homeschooling, um, there are some parents who are trying to handle that as well um, on top of their jobs and on top of, you know, finding supplies for their family and things like that. And so um, a lot of people are saying it's very, just a very interesting, different experience and it's stressful, but um, they're trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. And what do we know about how much resources that school districts will have to purchase for students who may not have access to the internet or Wi-Fi or, you know, supplies to learn? It depends on the district. Some districts have devices or laptops or say they have laptops for every student. So some districts have already been passing out or distributing laptops to students at at some of their meal sites, their school meal sites. And for San Diego Unified in particular, they say they have a laptop for every student, but they anticipate they'll need to distribute about 40,000 laptops and corresponding Wi-Fi devices to students because that's their estimate of students who will actually need a computer or don't have one already. So that, and they need to find out where to get those Wi-Fi devices. They have the laptops, but I think they don't, they need to find more um, hotspot devices. So that'll, that's one reason why they said it'll take, um, it'll take that long to, before they can officially return to uh, formal instruction and grading. Mm -hmm. And uh, San Diego Unified and Los Angeles Unified are two of the biggest school districts in California it kind of makes sense that they kind of set the tone for what everyone else is doing. Are you expecting to hear similar plans from Sweetwater and other large districts in the region? Um, I believe, well, every school district will have to come up with some distance learning plan because that's what the state has asked school districts to do. They asked them to, and they asked all schools to immediately come up with a distance learning plan. Um, for Sweetwater and all these South County school districts, for example, they're all in their spring break right now, and they mm -hmm. have it for two weeks. So they're, I think they're using that as time to come up with more uh, detailed plan. But um, yeah, and so I, I think, especially with the governor saying that he doesn't, he doesn't suspect that schools may reopen for the rest of the school year. I think all schools are feeling, or I think schools are feeling like they need to. Uh, come up with a plan because in case it in case schools don't reopen because it's possible that they won't. Mm -hmm. And also right now, many districts are in bad financial situations. How are they handling with this unexpected and massive expense? Um, so the state has basically so that no school district will lose no school will lose funding. Um, during this time, like all school, all public schools are still getting paid um, as much as they would have if this, if the coronavirus uh, closures didn't happen. So they're at least guaranteed their state funding. But um, I think the costs will depend on the district. San Diego Unified and LA Unified said that they believe schools need more funding and mm -hmm. that they, the, that they themselves need more funding for whether it's uh, more computers or Wi-Fi devices and also to pay for training for teachers because a lot um, they say a lot of their teachers have been, well, their teachers have been trained to 
teach in a classroom, but not online. And so they say they need money for those kinds of costs. Whereas I've been hearing from other districts that they don't anticipate um, they'll need, they'll have as many extra costs and, and like considering the fact that nobody's going into schools anymore, um, mm-hmm. there's not as there's there theoretically wouldn't be as many physical uh, or like just co- or costs since they're not going to actual school facilities anymore. So there, I think there could, uh, yeah, I think it depend, uh, it might depend depending on which district or school you're asking. Mm-hmm. And when speaking to leaders and unified and other school leaders. What's the mood when dealing with this ongoing crisis? Our lives have been upturned in just a matter of weeks. Are they confident that they have the, you know, plan and infrastructure to kind of keep some semblance of normalcy for our region students? Well, I, I think a lot of schools will agree that this is absolutely unprecedented and they can't remember any time when or they can't they can't remember ever going through anything like this before. And so um I think a lot of Leader, school leaders are thinking this is because this is so unprecedented and unusual the um, just the expectations or the normal rules we have for things like completing courses or completing credits or graduating seniors those are all need to be changed or rethought of in the current situation and context because it's so different so we can't they're saying we can't expect to just you know, hold the same kinds of rules and standards to students when all this is happening and when everybody is literally in the same boat. It's not like this is only happening to a few schools. Everyone in the country is going through this right now. And so I think it, um, like, for example, San Diego Unified talking about, uh, or, or district leaders have been talking about collaborating with colleges and universities to figure things out to like figure out what they're going to do to kind of modify um, the expectations because I think a lot of people will agree this isn't this isn't a normal situation so it requires uh, different circumstances Mm -hmm. and kind of shifting subjects a little bit what do we know about the few coronavirus cases that are linked to schools I believe there have been two different schools in which people have tested positive yeah, there have been at least two. There was one case that was associated with um, some schools in La Jolla, and there was another case that was associated with Coronado Middle School, um, which Coronado announced on Tuesday, yesterday. And so um, we don't know much about these cases, and um, I believe in either case, the schools did not say specify whether the case was student or a parent or a staff member or a teacher. So it's really hard to tell just from their communications that they sent out to everybody who um, or who might have in contact with the people who uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. So it's really, there's not much information available on that, but um, all we know is that there are two cases that are somewhat associated with those schools. Yeah, that's one thing that's worth noting is that medical privacy prevents a lot of information about these specific cases from getting out. I've been getting lots of emails from readers about the charts I've been making tracking this virus. And it's literally all that we know is the numbers that the county give us. And there's not much more that we could ask unless those people individually come forward. But obviously not everyone wants to do Mm -hmm. that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're kind of, yeah, left wondering if we came in contact to somebody with somebody, but we're not, if we can't do that if we don't know what kind of, oh, who they are. So yeah, that's a little difficult. All right. Kristen Takeda, thanks and stay safe. Okay. Thank you. You too. Now, here's your coronavirus update. New county projections indicate that if San Diego residents don't stay at home as much as they can, the growth of COVID-19 cases could quickly outstrip the number of hospital beds available. Dr. Eric McDonald, who is the county's medical director of epidemiology and immunization, shared simplified modeling projections that illustrate how hard the region's healthcare system would be hit based on different scenarios. If residents do nothing, County projections show that the caseload would double every three days, and by mid-April, the number of patients would exceed the number of hospital beds. If residents practice proper social distancing, the number of cases would double every six days, and the number of cases would not exceed the number of beds until late May. The modeling makes a number of assumptions, but McDonald said the takeaway is clear. San Diego County will quickly become overwhelmed if residents don't do their part. More than 1 million Californians have signed up for unemployment insurance. The news comes after Congress reached an agreement with the Trump administration on a $2 trillion economic stimulus package to keep the economy afloat during the crisis. The plan would increase weekly unemployment benefits by $600, more than what states are already providing. Sharp hospitals are opening drive-up donation sites for San Diegans wanting to give personal protective equipment. Community members will not need to get out of their car while making donations at any of the locations. Staff members also plan to maintain a safe physical distance from drivers and will be wearing gloves and regularly cleaning their hands. The Port of San Diego has clarified that the city's closure of many public places includes piers and boat launches. Coronavirus cases in the military have increased to 27. A Navy spokesperson at Naval Base Coronado would not say whether the two sailors are Navy SEALs. The positives bring the local tally to cases to 27, including 13 sailors on San Diego-based ships. San Diego Superior Court has dismissed all jurors through May 22nd. Residents who are summoned after that date should monitor sdcourt.ca.gov or look for more information on Twitter at SD Superior Court. The College Board is live-streaming free advanced placement review classes on its YouTube channel to help students prepare for the upcoming AP exams, which are still happening despite coronavirus school closures. The board said it surveyed 18,000 students and found that 91% still want to take the exams. San Diego-based ResMed plans to double or triple the production of hospital ventilators. The company currently makes sleep apnea machines. Some health officials have been raising alarms about a potential shortfall of ventilators as waves of coronavirus cases sweep across New York, California, and Washington. San Diego's City Council approved a $6.1 million relief package for small businesses affected by the pandemic. The package includes grants and loans ranging in size from $10,000 to $20,000 that will be distributed on a first-come, first-served basis. City officials said they hope to begin processing applications Friday and doling out funds in two weeks. Because most businesses are only expected to receive about $10,000, the program could help nearly 600 businesses stay afloat during the crisis, city officials said. But most will probably need more assistance. John Cox, the Republican who ran against Gavin Newsom in 2016, has tested positive for the virus. The San Onofre Nuclear Generation Station still plans to transfer nuclear waste amid the pandemic, They will slow down some deconstruction, however. 
San Diego's Mesa Biotech has received emergency authorization to provide a point-of-care test that's faster than what's currently available. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcast. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the coronavirus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of our news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want it, if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.